three, two, one, zero. Wait, that was after zero. What? It was also a bad clap. Three, two, one, zero. Yeah, well, I'll fucking, it's fine. <laughs> Figure it out in post. Um, all right, so I still haven't figured out the right intro, but let's do this. Drum roll. We have some cool, like, guitar intro for the podcast. It's, I can't, I should have brought it with. No, it's more, it's kind of has like a punk, like, it's kind of cool. I was going to go with like a metal soundtrack first, but then it made us sound like we were going to get into a really intense discussion. And then we like talk about like Mortal Kombat for like 30 minutes. Which I guess translates, but okay, let's do this. Um, Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We'll Do It Live, a podcast where we discuss a, the movie of the week, and um, at the end of it, with the help of our beautiful, wonderful fans, those in the audience, um, we come up with a prequel, sequel, or remake of the movie in the genre of chat's choice. Last week, we did Iron Man as a horror mockumentary, and it was a remake. It was a lot of fun. This week, we're doing Colorado Space. I am one of your hosts, Zach, and with me, as always, is Shane. Shane. That's Shane, me. that's you. <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? What is, so, what's going on? So good. I'm so very excited. It's been like... Um, I, I because I I look for articles and things to talk about on the cast the podcast I, I don't like that I called it the cast the podcast the, the cast the pod the, the pod if you will um and it's been like a weird week um I have a couple things I want to talk about is there anything you are itching to talk about first uh it doesn't have to be first I'm sure it's gonna get brought up so I, but I only do have the one thing it's just gonna bring us right back. Full circle to last week's episode. Okay, I know exactly. We'll definitely talk about the new Mortal Kombat trailers. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's start it off with the big news of yesterday. It's it's movie adjacent, so I feel like it is okay to talk. Well, I mean, it. Let's talk about Daft Punk. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Daft that, Punk. That's uh. Dude, I got emotional yesterday. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It's so weird to think that Daft Punk broke up. For those who don't know, um, yesterday, Daft Punk called it quits after 27, 28 years. They have been a band as long as I have been alive. <laughs> Literally longer. Longer than <laughs> Literally I longer, yeah. Um, but no, I, it's, it's, it, it, was, it was hit me more than I thought it would. It's, Daft Punk has been a band that has like been a soundtrack or in somewhere close to most of my memories I have of growing up. Like, it's just, they were big. They were big. They were big for me. Um, do you have any, what, what are your thoughts on Daft Punk? I guess. And the whole breakup and all that uh, stuff. I don't think they're, they were quite as influential on me in my early years as they were on my later years. Um, yeah. But like throughout high school in my adult life, like you said, they were they were always around. So when I saw that, I I mean, I wouldn't say I got emotional. Right. <laughs> but I was like, I literally my exact response was, "Damn, that sucks." Right. It's like <laughs> it's, it's like they like uh, people are acting like they died, which it kind of I like, kind of is like they did because like Daft Punk is one of those rare groups rare bands kind of like guar or um yeah 
when David Bogie was Ziggy Stardust. Like, they were Daft Punk. The thing that was Daft Punk was the two mass robots. Like, no one... And they did that on purpose. So it's like, when they are breaking up, like, the entity that was Daft Punk is no more. And it's just weird thinking, like, the last album that came out, I think, was 2013, Random Access Memories. 10 out of 10 album, honestly. It, it Like, it was my favorite album of that year. Probably still one of my favorite albums. Go check it out. Um... But they had it's they hadn't made anything in like oh god that's been eight years since 2013 so it's like weird that we didn't get an album to say goodbye but Daft Punk is also one of those bands where like I respect them for the fact that they don't just keep putting out albums or keep don't keep working on projects they just release stuff when it is like a ten out of ten they're incredibly consistent um. Yeah, I can agree with that entirely. Also, I don't know if that's on your end or just my end, but you're totally robotic. There. Yeah, you're also super robotic. I'm Discord robotic too. Yeah, Daft Punk is taking over. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh god, I wonder if it's Discord. Discord. Oh, it is. We pay for this. <laughs> we do. We do pay for this stuff. Um. Let me s- make sure nothing's downloading in the background. Like, of my computer, I don't think it is. Get out of here, Spotify. Stop ruining my time. <laughs> uh, all right, oh, now, now it sounds sound fine. Better. Yeah, now it sounds fine. So I must, it must have. Okay. Anyway, I think it's respectful that we talk- sounded like robots when we're talking about Daft Punk. <laughs> Um, but anyway, it was like a big day. I know a lot of people, um, there is a streamer on Twitch. I guess this is kind of going full circle because we are streaming on Twitch. Um, if you're watching this in the future, you can check us out on the links underneath if you're listening to it. And the podcast description, or if you're on YouTube, literally our names are underneath our faces as we talk. So <laughs> check us out there. Um, but uh, a streamer known as Wilnef, I, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's probably one of my favorite streamers. He's very passionate he talks about film and stuff but he also does okay. like gtrip really highly recommend he's a really cool dude um he did a like five hour daft punk tribute stream last night nice Very well cool. yeah he watched uh interstellar 5555 which was probably my first introdu- introduction to daft punk um if for those who haven't don't know what that is it is a daft punk film that came out in mm-hmm. the late 90s i remember seeing it on toonami a lot um, it's really cool. It is, it is probably one of the better musical films out there. It's it's amazing. Um, but he did a really touching tribute to him. He talked about like their importance, kind of like shaping music. Um, but like the my, main part, like he's like he, there was something that he said at the end of it that kind of stuck with me because it's kind of how I've pictured Daft Punk. It was, um, it's because in Random Access Memories, I think the third track is this song dedicated to the person who inspired Daft Punk who created it. It's an interview with him. It is a really great song. Um, I can't remember the name of the track, but it's fantastic. You can find it on random, random access memories. It'll definitely pop up. Um, but pretty much the streamer will not was saying the sentiment is like Daft Punk was the people who made cool shit because this person made cool shit. And after listening to Daft Punk, I want to make cool shit and pretty much the general thing was bands like Daft Punk, these really creative endeavors, these really strong groups that like do connect with us emotionally, like they inspire us to make cool shit. Like Daft Punk is gone. 
they're they're no more we might get some album like 10 years from now but they're no more so now it's like our responsibility to take what they did and make cool shit and i just thought that was a great sentiment um especially we're talking about movies and stuff yeah it, it was cool um yeah but, no i like that a lot so um, it's a that 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 hits home it does like random access memories I listened to that album when I was doubting myself creatively and like I heard it and it inspired me. It's, 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 it's how it's, it's cool how different genres of media, different mediums of art can inspire you to make other things. And we can definitely bring that into color of space when we talk about it, seeing that it was, a, it was originally a short story. Um, a yeah. Damn last, good one. A damn good one too. Yeah. Um, one last thing on F Bunk before we move on. Um, Disney, don't fucking make Tron 3 now. The only really? reason anyone talks about Tron Legacy is because it is one of the greatest soundtracks of all time because Daft Punk created it. Like, True. I, I don't even remember True. what happened in Tron Legacy. I just remember the soundtrack <laughs> fucking kicks ass. Just vibing out the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I just... That was a cool movie because it sounded awesome. Right, I can't think of like a movie like we talked last week about movies with great soundtracks. Like that, there's not too many movies where like I just want to listen to their soundtrack and not watch the movie. But like that is one of them. Like I don't can't like it was cool. Like I think visually, I like I can't remember what happened in it, but like I'll throw on the fucking soundtrack any any yeah. day and listen to it because it was sweet. Um, what else? Let me. There was some other stuff. Uh, well, let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, let's talk about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, what do you think of the trailer? <laughs> so last week, for anyone who wasn't here, um, in our last episode, we actually talked about how we were. It's kind of interesting that Mortal Kombat hadn't given us a trailer yet. That it's coming out like next month or something, or like a month yeah. and a half. And we had to get it. We got some teasers, but no trailer. And we talked about how that could probably not be a good thing. Mortal Kombat must have heard us, dropped. obviously, and then it dropped the trailer like six hours after our, the podcast was done. So we have a trailer now. Uh, what what did you think of it? I uh, am a lot more excited now than I was before I saw the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think I agree with your statement. If you'd like to make it. Um, oh, it is the, the, the fan service of this trailer. Is that what you're talking about? That statement? Yes, and, like, I agree 1,000%. I am here for it. Yeah, like... <laughs> I'm in. Like, to see it done so well. Yeah, we get, we hear, finish him, we see, get over here. We have Sub-Zero make a knife out of blood and then Kano stab some. Yeah, Kano wins. <laughs> the only the only issue, the only thing that I'm kind of scared of is, like, the first half of the trailer is taking this, like, kind of serious tone. Mm -hmm. Like, this kind of, like, Marvel kind of, like, Avengers tone. Like, we have to get the group together to stop this yeah. ultimate evil. And then the second half of the trailer is the part that really interested me because it was... <laughs> Kano wins, finish him, <laughs> Sub-Zero, get over here. Like, that's the part I'm interested in. I, like, this, it's going to be like, I feel like Godzilla, King of Monsters for me. I don't <laughs> give a shit. Get your story out of here. Get your fucking story out of here. Just <laughs> fucking fight. The gore looks good. The, like, it looks like a brutal movie. The I'm... gore looks good, and the Goro looks good. <laughs> yeah, Goro My makes appearance. goodness, Goro just coming in hot. He's yeah. good. That's, I was expecting them to come in with, like, some, like, abc family fucking cgi yeah but uh it actually looked it didn't solid. look bad like there was and some kinda, 
that like there were some that kind of looked eh, but like yeah, I but I mean like it well, ain't nineteen ninety three or whatever. <laughs> right, it's not the original Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, the like the old the Kano eye like laser beam kind of looked weird, but like yeah, the most like ninety five percent of the like the actual special effects looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, for a Mortal Kombat movie, <laughs> like I'm kind of excited that uh, Scorpion is uh, alive. Right. I feel like that kind of has the potential to lead into some other cool shit. I think I think it's they kind of have um, Marvel MCU syndrome. Um, and when I say that to everyone, I mean uh, ever since MCU showed you can do a multiverse and kind of have all these movies intertwined every studio who has any property wants to do that just because it's a money maker. Um, I ho- kind of hope Mortal Kombat doesn't do that. Like, I don't think we need like a Liu Kang solo movie or like, but I guess uh, like a, yes, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, I didn't even necessarily mean like a solo movie, but yeah, they could make a Scorpion solo movie or right. like a Liu Kang solo movie. Yeah. I don't think I'd be too interested in that. Like no, I kind of just like the yeah. idea of all these people coming together and ripping people's hearts out. Exactly. <laughs> like I just like I said, it's gonna be like Godzilla for me. I don't care about this. Like yeah, there's yeah. the Earth Realm. There's the, the I think the tattoo idea, the tattoo birthmark is really kind of like so cheesy that I kind of yeah. hopefully they I hope they don't take that part seriously. I hope like that part they ham up a bit because it's like that scar <laughs> isn't a scar. It's a pass to the tournament of champions. It's like okay it's your passport make sure you check it at customs yeah it's just like okay just all right cool but then we get like reptile and then we get goro we get um the, the blood knife the the sub-zero blood knife is so cool yeah oh yeah that was sweet then he like I, fixed the ice wall and like i was kind of mm-hmm. hoping when he made the ice wall like it would be spikes and we'd get like a proper fatality and he would just like Ooh. kick him into it and like get just show yeah. me the whole movie yeah uh, yeah pretty much um we also there there were some characters that popped up that i was like really like we have um the smoky creature looked like it was like noob you know like noob cybot yeah possibly <laughs> like well okay what my question is what what character do you think they could throw into the mortal Kombat movie that like no one would expect just because it's the mortal uh, Kombat movie what's his name uh let me look uh, hold on, let me let me just do a quick Google. Search we also got a reptile, and reptile looks kind of cool. <laughs> it's oh man. Oh, also the fucking end with like the mirrors, the, the the Mortal Kombat theme coming in, like dun dun dun. I was like, okay, you get your sold. I'll watch you. <laughs> um, this is the wrong character. What the hell is that dude's name? He's like the. He's actually in the second Mortal Kombat movie. Is it mocap? Are you thinking mocap? No, it's uh the dude that's like a horse bull oh. thing. <laughs> I know exactly. I can't even remember. I thought it was Kentaro, but that's just the Tiger Goro. <laughs> um, is it Min? I thought it was Minotaro or something. I think it is something stupid like that. There's so <laughs> there's been so many stupid characters in Mortal Kombat that I just love. Um. <laughs> Oh, it could also be uh, smoke. Here we go. I'm just gonna check out the Mortal Kombat Armageddon, uh, you know, roster. Yeah, because <laughs> that game was unbelievable. I forgot that they recolored Scorpion and Sub Zero like ten times, and they're all different characters. 
Like we have <laughs> Chameleon and Shadow and Rain. Motaro, that's his name. Motaro. Oh my god. Yeah, that weird fucking guy. <laughs> so he looks so funny in the second movie. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Um, mine, mine would have to be mocap. Do you know who? Do you remember what mocap? It's literally just a dude in a motion capture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want that Easter egg. I want just some guy like in the fighting tournament just wearing a motion capture, like, or or just like a green screen suit, just unedited, just there. Oh man. Um, there was. I might be wrong here. We didn't see Johnny in the trailer, did no. we? No. No. I, I didn't, at least. He may have been in there, but, like, nobody said his name or anything. Yeah, we got Sonya, we got Reptile, we got, um... He was never really cut out for this stuff anyway. I want Johnny Cage in I it, I feel though. like the characters that they put in are the characters that are, like, the most likely to live. Right? Like, if you yeah, add in true. Johnny Cage, you're like, oh, he's fucking dead. Right. <laughs> so I want him. I'm surprised we got Kano. I, I, like, I didn't think people knew who Kano was, but I guess he is, like, a He's OG. Staple. He is a staple of Mortal Kombat. OG. Um, I like that Jax is in it. Yeah, I like it that we see Jax get his arms ripped off, yeah, and then he get, later cool. he has his metal arms. Like I don't think we're gonna get a Jax origin story but, immediately. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I assume they're gonna like bang him out like instantaneously. They're gonna be like, oh, you know, flashback. Here's all this crazy shit. That yeah, flash forward. Now Jax has metal arms. Sony's. <laughs> uh, uh, a super oh, she's agent. Like, she's just like a super military yeah. agent. Insane. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, it looked like somebody online, I saw a thing pointed out, she had like her wrist or her, her ring that does like the sonic waves. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah. So that could be cool. And that, there was also some imagery of Shang Tsung in there. So that'll be exciting. So. Yeah, we got Kung Lao. We got, there's, we got a lot of characters. We got, they name dropped a lot of characters. Mortal Kombat again for 30 <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I was actually going to say let's do next week Mortal Kombat, but I think we wait to do the original Mortal Kombat when Mortal Kombat drops. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't even want to talk about Cru- Cruella. That's just another franchise that Disney is fucking. I did see that that dropped. And I like, don't even want to talk about it. That we're not going to talk about it. Uh, WandaVision was sick this week. Uh, no yeah. spoilers. We'll keep it a spoiler-free zone. But if you're yeah. not watching WandaVision, you should. Yeah, watch it. Less... In the MCU. And uh, if you did watch it, there is a post-credit scene. So yes, there make was. sure you watch that. It's cool. It was cool. Yeah, WandaVision's getting really good. We only have two episodes left, so we'll see. That we'll see. Yeah, they were only oh, doing. Uh... No, I'm just kidding. They're only doing like eight episodes or nine okay. episodes. I just I never realized. Or I I was yeah. wondering that last week because, well, this week. It almost felt like, oh, great, you know. Yeah, season, right. Season two or some shit. No, yeah, well, I, I don't think we're going to get a season two of WandaVision. I was thinking the same thing, because I had heard that it was supposed to lead up into... Like, Doctor future, Strange, like, yeah. Well, I had heard, I didn't hear that, but I assumed that. But I when I heard that, I thought maybe it was in addition to... Like, no, it is, it's confirmed that this is the lead up into Doctor Strange and the perfect. Multiverse of Madness. I so, like, this is, like, the prequel to... The, the new Doctor Strange was talking about Doctor Strange. Um, this was kind of biggish news. I mean, it, it didn't really do anything for me, but uh, they got Danny Elfman to do the score for the new one, which um, 
is interesting because for those who didn't know, Sam Raimi and Danny Elfman had a beef back in the day after Spider-Man 2. And he's directing, Sam Raimi's directing it. And Danny Elfman's back. Mm. I... Watch it? What? Buried? Maybe, maybe I don't know. Danny Elfman, I it was I, it's good. I, I that's all really I have to say about that. He was better back in the day. Like I can't. He's done like three hundred movies though, so I guess it's hard to say that consistent. Yeah, like he's got quite a lot under his belt. Um, there's some other stuff. Oh, um, we talked about Zack Snyder last week. Let's talk about him yeah. again. Okay, yeah. He's making a new movie called Army of the Dead. Um, okay. That is a, quote-unquote, a group of mercenaries plot a heist on Las Ve- a Las Vegas casino during a zombie outbreak. Tell me that isn't the most Zack Snyder fucking movie idea. <laughs> this sounds pretty great. It oh, I mean, st- sounds like there's a lot of potential for slow-mo. Yeah, so... <laughs> you're not wrong my whole thing with it is Zack Snyder when he does his own solo stuff it usually looks pretty like Sucker Punch visually was interesting the story was fucking we was there I guess um but like every time he kind of does his solo stuff it's always 300 was a masterpiece 300 was pretty good yeah but that's an adaptation yeah, that's true. That's he, true. He, which I do. Like, Three Hundred was good. I agree. Three Hundred. I liked Watchmen too. Watchmen was also a good Snyder yeah. movies, but those are adaptation adapta- adaptations. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know how this will go. I will say the Dawn of the Dead, his like director di- directorial debut, kind of mm-hmm. like when he did the remake. That is actually a pretty good zombie movie. Like I enjoyed it. It's not bad for taking now, a franchise. I didn't even ever realize that. That was him. Yep, that was like his big movie that he the made. The one with Ving Rhymes. The one that came out in like 2003. And Sarah Sarah Polly. Ye- yes, yes, the one that came out. Um... Okay. That's crazy. There's there's a lot of slow mo in that too. <laughs> right. Once you watch it after you know Zack Snyder made it, you're like, oh yeah. Dang, I should have known. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually looking into it because that was interesting. Um, so he made a bunch of music videos before he started making movies like uh his list is like he made a zz top music video then a rod stewart one then a morrissey one and then he directed dawn of the dead what that's this guy's career is and then he directed 300 and then he directed my chemical romance music video and then he directed Watchmen, and then he directed Legends of the Guard, Legend of the Guardians, Galool, the owl weird, that owl yeah. movie. Wow, his spectrum is just like all over the place. That's so cool. Yeah, so we're gonna be getting the Army of the Dead, which premise sounds stupid. I kind of am into it, like a like a casino heist during a zombie movie. But like, we'll see, we'll see. It's I, I can tell you two things already. We're already gonna get a lot of slow mo, and it's gonna have that weird gritty, like desaturated look to it. That Zack Snyder loves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except, like, some colors will pop out. Like, the blood will be, like, really vibrant, but everything <laughs> else will be, like, black and white, pretty much. <laughs> He's very consistent. Um, I just saw that. I was like, okay, th- we talked about Zack Snyder. That is something that would pop up. Um, Paddington 3 is coming out. <laughs> Do you have any... <laughs> oh wow really dude i there's this weird what thing about like it's the bear. bear it is so there's this weird thing that a lot of critics that i like respect and wa- like 
know and stuff a lot of people who i like actually value their opinions on films like a lot like they love paddington one and two like i'm not like i guess they're like sleeper hits like people love paddington i just had my mind blown by the fact that a paddington 2 even existed right and i guess it was like ruled i guess like people actually 40 million dollar budget (laughs) yeah let's see honestly it's rotten tomatoes score i'm pretty sure like people were like you need to see this like yeah okay paddington one has a 97 percent on rotten tomatoes paddington two has a hundred percent wow it has hugh grant brendan gleason this is okay all right yeah all right i didn't mean to fucking talk shit nobody right uh... i mean my instinct would be to talk shit too but like there's these movies that are just like about a furry bear that people love i i don't know i was a winnie the pooh kid so there's a paddington 3 coming out now yeah and people are hyped about it okay all right sign me up man i i guess if if yeah the people have spoken (laughs) i mean yeah wow Okay. Right? Uh, um, there was some... There was an interesting... Uh, oh, what the hell? There was a Prime original that I just saw uh, a trailer for that looked pretty neat. Ooh. I can't can't remember what it was. But it's coming out soon. Yeah, dude, fucking so 100%. your eyes out if you're a Prime member. I'm just like reading this Paddington thing. Like, I've never seen 100% uh critic score from uh, like rotten tomatoes and then like 88 percent audience score that's a movie that both the critics and the general audience wow. like that never happens they agree wow. like the top comment is the thing about the paddington movies is that they're just perfect i need to watch these movies i guess um yeah apparently <laughs> <laughs> to check check me out some paddingtons and we'll throw yeah. it on the list yeah definitely um <laughs> Uh, the answer to my question was found. The trailer for Coming to America 2 dropped this. Oh, Coming to America is one of my favorite films of like all time. It's so good. That's kind of makes me afraid. (laughs) I don't like when people do sequels 30 years down the line, but like, what the hell's Eddie Murphy been doing? Is my question. I haven't been writing Coming to America (laughs) 2 for the last 20 years. He just disappeared. I mean, honestly, like Coming to America. Yeah, I mean, I the original cast and Arsenio Hall's in it too, isn't he? I didn't see him, but I'm looking it up right now. Like, Coming to America is like one of those films that I and my dad have watched so many times. Yeah. I probably could quote it word for word. It is an amazing movie. It is one of the greatest comedies from that era. It's so good. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it when it comes out a hundred percent. Um, but I just. I haven't thought about Eddie Murphy in a while, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he... I think he released a, uh... A stand-up. Like, yeah, special. he's doing, like, stand-up. Like, what was his last movie? Was it that so, weird one where he was, like, an alien in a human body? <laughs> Arsenio Hall is in this movie. Okay. So that's Beverly cool. Hill Cops 4 is also coming out? Huh? <laughs> That's what Eddie Murphy's been doing for the last 30 years. Just writing the sequels to the greatest movies of my childhood. Holy shit, Wesley Snipes is also in Coming to yeah. America. Yeah. Oh, man, dude. It's, oh, it's, yeah, I'm, like, I'm with you on the whole, like, being sketched out about 
sequels coming out years and years later. But I feel like the the fact that they cast the original cast and it just so happens to be these specific people. I mean, if James Earl Jones is coming back, that's saying something. James Earl Jones is actually like a really great actor. Right. <laughs> and so I've mentioned to you the film series Phantasm many times. Yes, yes, you have. I still uh, need to watch to it. To me, it's a classic. I think it's great. I think it's hilarious. It's supposed to be a horror movie, so take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, but I think it's really great. I um, And they brought that movie back like every like like five yeah, to that ten franchise... years for like six movies and and it it's not like a masterpiece and i and i have a feeling that like coming to america come, this new coming to america may not be a masterpiece either but i think it will be very very good just because of like who's involved in it why they would want to do it you know i think it's got some good traction Tevisor, they should have called it Coming to America also. <laughs> that is, I do like that they put the two in the middle, but yeah. that also gives me fucking fantastic four flashbacks. When they put to the... America again. Returning to America. <laughs> I, 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 um, I think the, the, the Dumb and Dumber that, that came out like the last five years is what killed uh, it for me. I'm but Because um, that, that was uh, not... Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. No, absolutely not. Um... So, okay, there's how long we've we been going. A little bit on to we, we got a couple like 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes before we really should jump into the recap. Um Oh, did you ever see Running Man? The Arnold movie from the 90s? The, the Arnold movie? Yeah, Arnold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe. It, I don't it know. takes place in a dystopian future. He's an ex-cop. He has to take place in a game where he has to win to survive i don't think so oh it's a it's a good it's a classic um you should watch it but anyway okay. they are doing a remake of it which at first i was like Arnold? no i don't think so <laughs> arnold runs again i mean that would be sweet and older arnold um but Edgar, wait, is this the same movie? Let me make sure it's the same movie. It's Edgar Wright is directing it, so okay. Edgar Wright to decree to direct Stephen King's The Running Man is right here. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> wait, is this The Running Man? This I want to make sure this is the right Running Man because I didn't know Stephen King wrote it. Like the same Running Man. Uh, I mean, the Stephen King fandom wiki confirms it. <laughs> Well, I'm talking about the Arnold one. Is that the right? Yeah, yeah. They're... Oh, it is. Okay. So, yeah. So, I went through a mix of emotions there. Because I was like, ah, another goddamn remake. <laughs> but then I was like, Edgar Wright's directing it. And I usually, uh, Edgar Wright directing anything, I'm just like, fuck it, I'm in. So, I think there's only one person that I would actually count to direct this, right? It would be probably Edgar Wright or maybe the person who did the raid if they wanted to go more serious. But I can already just picture... Like the quirky cut, not the quirky, but Edgar Wright has a really nice way of editing things and his own style. I think, yeah. um, he like a dystopian game show is like mm-hmm. kind of film is like his perfect. It's good. I think it's gonna be great. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that that he's uh, uh the right man for the job. Mm-hmm. I have no frame of reference as to like the original film, but I have some frame of reference to. Edgar I mean, it's Wright pretty. It's pretty. 
I didn't know Stephen King wrote that. I mean, I, Stephen King had that period where he was on cocaine for like 10 years and he wrote like a thousand books. So <laughs> guess I shouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's not on my bookshelf. I have a lot of Stephen King books up there. You can even yeah. see it up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I got one last, one last article I want to talk about. Um, that is also another remake, but it's also going to tie into the movie I want to watch for next week because next week is my week. Um, yeah. Train to Busan. Oh my gosh, I love it. We are going it to watch is... that next week. So first of oh! all, we're gonna, that's going to be the movie the next week. Holy shit. Was... But, Wait. yeah. Uh, so I don't, if you don't know, now you know. I fucking love zombie movies. And oh, I think is... it's one of the best zombie movies it almost is like ever the upper echelon for me honestly i've told a lot of people that it is like my favorite zombie film ever it is so good. it's it's so good um the reason i wanted to talk about it though is they're doing on a remake an american remake of it oh I no don't like that first of all i i saw the way i saw it was a twitter comment um uh, Chelsea from Dead Meat, that YouTube series, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. wrote, what is it going to be on the Detroit People Mover? And that, <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. For those who oh don't know, the God. Detroit People Mover is like this fucking subway that like only has like six stops and goes like <laughs> in a mile radius at most. That is fucking hilarious. I hate that they are doing an American remake. Yeah, so are you familiar with uh, the REC series yeah 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 the the oh are you talking about the american remake of rec yeah which was called uh quarantine like quarantine yeah, yeah yeah so rec was fucking unbelievable i, I agreed the, the original is that so good so cool and it's i'm so watching terrifying this movie. i'm watching this movie and i'm like like a quarter of the way through and i'm like mm-hmm. wait a second <laughs> wait just one second I've seen this fucking movie before. Yeah. I know I have. And so then I just took that with a grain of salt because that's what I do. I just digest information and don't care about it. Um, So then like years have gone by and then shout out to dead meat yet again. Um, Yeah. Dead meat rules. If you guys go follow them on YouTube. Yeah. They're they're a great channel. They have a cool podcast too. Um, They have a series, the kill count. And Mm -hmm. I watched both. Well, at first I watched the one on REC and it just goes into such detail about how it's basically like a fucking, it is the original. And then this other movie is a frame by frame, like recreation, yeah. Americanized version of this film, even so much so that it's like, it's just not as good. It's not right. as good. And the fact that you're telling me this right now about Train to Busan is like, it's a, I, I have I have zero faith in this. No, I have. It, there's there's. I'm not a big fan of um Hollywood taking movies from other cultures because Train to Busan is very ingrained in Korean culture. Like we also don't have high speed rails here. Like we are a country based off of highways. Yeah. We purposely don't have trains due to. Sh- like what is it gonna be the fucking amtrak from detroit to chicago it's the train to chicago (laughs) (laughs) what yeah like it just it's stupid it's it's gonna like that movie i I agree with you it is one of the greatest zombie movies ever made it is so good um it's 
it just I, it doesn't make sense I, it actually that article actually pissed me off when i read yeah, it I was like, like honestly i didn't you. want to tell you that you upset me just now but you know i was upset it's fine i saw it i was like why like and then i say, saw james wan is producing it and i was like oh like okay he created the saw franchise like i'm okay with him with indie horror and then like i guess um the director is um a director from thailand who directed um this really cool martial arts movie it's called like they come at night or something it's on netflix um uh, it's something that's like let me see if i can find it it's a cool it's a cool martial it arts at night, it comes at night yeah okay I don't the know night no it's the night comes for us which oh. is a pretty cool it's a brutal martial arts film which okay. is pretty good but like still like don't make a remake of train to busan just make yeah. your own damn thing yeah I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how to feel about that. And I, I don't know. It's kind of upsetting. It's, it's going to fail. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's going to flop because I'm definitely not going to watch it until I can watch it for one of the number of subscriptions that I pay for. I'm yeah, for exactly. Um, it's not something I'm going to go to the fucking theater and see. That Train to no. Busan was like one of the highest grossing films. It in, is. It's, in Korea, it's, it's like, one of the... Ever biggest korean films of all time it is yeah it's so good so i completely expect it to to drop here and flop here <laughs> right because it's it's like yeah. so much to live up to man and it is and it's taking something from like it like i said it's very engraved in korean culture i it's right. like how are you going to translate like the way the korean culture is against american culture like there's a there's a difference and it's gonna i don't like no that, not that many people use trains in america like what the fuck right. you, know, you know i i can literally like count on both hands the amount of times i've ridden a train in my entire fucking life same and then that, that and, was like take me like 30 miles away and they're both... and one of them was at a fucking amusement park like <laughs> gathering food on my way through an amusement park yeah is that gonna be your train yeah what is like the fucking disney epcot monorail like (laughs) what the fuck oh right yeah the only other thing i wanted to mention was it just i forgot to mention it during mortal Kombat. i'm particularly excited about the casting of sub-zero who who is that i I don't even know who i believe i don't want to butcher his name um so i'm gonna look him up really quick uh, boom, 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 uh, boom, I want to make sure boom, I'm looking boom, at the right movie here. Too. Yeah, not the ninety. I just clicked on the nineteen ninety five one. Where are you? From? Uh, Joe Taslim. Yes, I, he was in Raid. Holy shit, he was in Raid. I yeah, know who this is. He Hell yeah, is, dude! Such a also at the night comes for us. Yeah, which so, I recommend that movie for anyone. And also, I recommend the raid. We need one dude. Every fucking cool. rules. Um, yeah. So when I saw that, I that was one of the things. Like we had spoken last week a bit about how we were concerned that might be a little bit cheesy, and who knows about like the casting and stuff. But, yeah. Like when I saw this specific guy's name for that role for Sub Zero, I was like, man, this this is gonna be a fucking bang. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, a hundred percent. Um, I didn't this know guy that. Knows what he's doing. Yeah, that means like the fight scenes are actually gonna like look pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Like if if he's in it, um, because like he's in a lot of martial arts films that are really so, good. Shout out to Joe Taslim. Watch the raid. Watch this other movie. Watch the raid two from. also. Like both raid one and two are pretty good. Man, it's not gonna, dude. 
it, it, I was going to ask before we started, fuck it, we'll do it live. Like how long yeah. do you think before we, we get into foreign films? Three weeks. Oh, with me immediately. <laughs> I love foreign films. I, and honestly, yeah. we might just stick to foreign films. Dude, I wouldn't mind there. watching like, yeah, train to Busan, then watching the raid yeah, and then watching like, bangers. have you ever seen, uh, <laughs> just, um, Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, oh my gosh! Why, 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 why is this happening? What's it about? It is uh, about a guy whose uh, wife gets murdered. Is it a uh, Korean? Yeah. It's um. Oh God. It's, I think it's like the devil something. It's like yes, yes. I know exactly. It's really brutal. It's it's not old devil. boy. It, it no. it's it's not old the same. Old boy's really good too. I think it's the same director though. This is not old boys are also really good. Uh, Dude, a Korean film is so good. Um, it's so good. I know what it is. It's... Uh, I saw the devil. I saw the de- yeah, it is so just ridiculously cool. It's very brutal. Um, mm-hmm. but that, that was a cool one. I honestly think, like, if we were gonna, <laughs> we're like falling into now foreign horror films with train to busan i might just keep it on the tracks Dude, i mean i'd be we'll there's a, there's a couple japanese horror films that are pretty like house houseu this is like i want to watch it's supposed to be really good it's about like a house that eats people but it's supposed to be like really good yeah okay <laughs> like if we ever cover the ring i hate the house yeah there's a lot all right well let's talk we're doing horror this week too and indie horror which made me excited so um Let's talk about color out of space, which I kept calling it the color out of outer space, and I realized how redundant that is. Yeah. Uh, so, let me pull up the IMDb page because I want to hit some things. But uh, this week, uh, for the movie of the week, because that's what we do here, um, we did color out of space, the 2019 movie led by Nicolas Cage, directed by uh, Richard Stanley, based off of a Lovecraft story. And uh, I, this was my third time watching it, Shane. It, I know it was your first time watching it. I want to hear what you thought of it. Uh, so I was just, like, immediately gripped by it. I loved it a lot. It was mm-hmm. a lot of fun all the way through. I thought that it did a great job of embracing those, like, classic Lovecraftian themes. I yeah. thought I knew what was going on, but I wasn't sure. And I thought I knew, and I kind of thought. And, you know, the whole time you're like, I don't really fucking know. And then it just kind of, like, keeps ramping up and ramping up. But ultimately, I like this movie so much that immediately the following day, I listened to the audiobook. Entirely. Nice, nice. I loved that just uh, as much. I think no matter, I've been telling my coworkers, I've been telling my friends, I think that no matter how you take this specific type of media in, you should, whether yeah. it's the movie or the story, they're, they're, they're similar enough to where you can get like the same amount of that value from them, I think. Uh, I, I think agree. you have a great job of sort of doing what the story does and i'm not disappointed that i watched the movie first i had someone ask me that i I thought that was i i you know normally sometimes it is that way but i didn't you know i think that in this case they kind of play off each other really really well and i thought that the you know the movie was kind of like a modern adaptation and then when i listened to the story it felt (laughs) really modern anyway in a weird way it was really kind of unsettling, and I know not everybody knows this, but like over the last few years, I've become just like a ginormous fan of H.P. Lovecraft, taking in like all kinds of media. And I know that filmmakers have really struggled to 
kind of get it on the screen. Ultra Core is hard to make. Was a fucking fantastic iteration of it. I, I loved it all the way through. I mean, I, I agree. I, I agree. I think I, even, um, I liked it even more after hearing this the book. Yeah, I I did read the Color of Space, but that was probably like twelve years at this point, so I I can't I couldn't remember. I just remember that something falls from the sky. It's a color that you can't explain, and just things get really fucked. Um, but I I agree with you everything here. I think Eldric Horror is a very hard thing to translate to the screen. It's how do you translate something that literally is described on paper as something you cannot describe (laughs) but put it on screen and i think the color out of space does a very good job by that um Mm -hmm. i think it sits up in the echelons like kind of in the top tier with a couple eldritch horror movies that have come out the last 20 30 years like um well even farther i think the thing uh i Mm -hmm. I put it up with i think the thing is a better movie but like it there's not many movies I think are better than the thing. That's just not fair to any other. That's not fair right. to put the thing against any movie. Um, sure. But like the thing, we have the void. Um, I did. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's like I the hospital one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the endless, which is about those the cult and those two brothers and like all yeah, the different times. Yeah, I don't. I never finished it, but I know what you're talking about. That I one was pretty good. Um, the uh, what is it? Deep Horizon Zero. Deep. You know what oh, one? Yeah. Uh, Zero point. Oh God! What is it called? It's, it's called. Uh, it's like the Warcraft 40k Horizon. movie. Horizon. Oh uh, no! The fucking. It's the thing when you're in a black hole. The. Oh God! God is it, it Deep Horizon? Is am I right? It's... I don't know. No. Oh my God! I have to look. I'm gonna type in 40k movie. And it's gonna tell me. Right. I'm gonna look up uh, uh, Neil. Sam Neil. <laughs> oh yeah, Event Horizon. Event Horizon. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, say. Event Horizon also does that really weird cosmic space I, uh, horror. I that, movie's that movie's terrifying. I love <laughs> it. It's um, it's good. Um, and then the last one, I I don't know if people would consider this Eldritch Horror, but I'm gonna put it in the same rank as the Color Out of Space, but the Lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think in some ways it is. It's yeah. all about interpretation, right? Art is pretty right. subjective. Exactly, art is subjective. Um, um, and in my eyes, I think that that is an, an Eldrick style movie in the same way that, sorry to cut you off, but no, I think no, that uh, Annihilation is also, mm-hmm. in a way, that it embodies those sort of like Lovecraftian yeah. things. And after having watched this movie and now having heard the audiobook, it's, it is so like comparable <laughs> i th- i feel like if there was a specific story that annihilation was gaining influence from it would probably have been uh color out of space yeah i agree i think so i, I i've been i want to make a video of this on my other channel about how to do eldra core in movies i think the color out of space is a good way to break it down you have isolation you have a normal group of people I mean, normal, mm-hmm. they have their flaws, they have their drama, but that's just normal human drama. And then that's something weird. fucking weird happens, and it just ramps up. That is how you make Ultra Core. You need the isolation, yeah. you need a normal-ass scenario, and then you just need something so insane that happens that just throws yeah. everything in a loop. And that's exactly what Colorado State is. is. That's what the lighthouse is. The lighthouse is just do people... Well, I mean there's a lot going at the lighthouse but objectively it's just two people going to the lighthouse event horizon they're just in a spaceship um the thing they're just at a research facility and like uh, totally alone 
it's kind of i kind of like if you're doing algic horror like it kind of has to come out of nowhere it kind of has to just be thrown like falling from the sky like falling from the sky <laughs> so for those who don't know or haven't seen colorado space first of all go see it it's, i recommend it, it. it's on Fine. amazon you can rent it for three dollars on amazon prime uh, that's what i did um actually i bought the poster <laughs> it's nice. for my wall the poster it's so cool. It's one of the coolest movie posters if you haven't seen it. Of- I like that we both watched this movie and then instantaneously like did something else related to the movie unless you right. bought that previously. No, I bought it immediately after I watched the movie. It's always that's it's been like, in my card for a long time. That's awesome. Like you watched the movie, bought a poster. I watched the movie, did the book. It's just like yeah. man, I would get a poster or something. Like it's it's a very very cool story and I'm a little disappointed in myself for not having like heard of it before like i had heard of the movie a bunch we'd obviously talked about it but like i've been trying to like dig through the cthulhu mythos for the last like four years how is this something that like never even crossed my radar like it wasn't until this week that i knew it was a book yeah Uh, well with the movie was the lovecraftian like themed Mm -hmm. story but i Mm -hmm. had no idea that it was actually an hp lovecraft short story yeah yeah absolutely um well the release i actually remember very well because it was only i like i heard about this prior i I have like my ear to like the indie movie scene which is a weird thing to say but like i have a lot of sources because it's not that weird if anybody here knows farm goat in real life yeah i for those who don't know i have a degree experimental cinema is like academically what i researched Uh, indie film is my passion so it's like art it's not so like i usually have things like that but i remember um hearing about it and be like super jazzed i was like cool they're actually doing um a film like they're actually showing it at smaller art houses um on film but the closest place that was premiering this movie because it was an indie movie when it came out i think it only made like a two or three million in box office because it was just playing in small theaters but it was like a two and a half hour drive if i was gonna go see it and think it sold out like that so i was like damn it <laughs> so um yeah so the the story of the color of space is first of all we have to acknowledge nicholas cage is in it that, yeah. if that's a selling point to anyone it's a selling point to me usually i have a picture of nicholas cage behind me <laughs> um, sometimes it's a selling point for me sometimes it's not yeah like it really uh, depends for this one it was huge. I was like, you're telling me that you have Nicolas Cage in a movie about a book written by right. a guy who notoriously writes about people descending into madness. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. This is going to be amazing. I, there, there is he's, he's no good. better cast. And I feel like for yeah. like the third part of the podcast where we have to you know, do our own iteration. It's going to be just yeah. like week one, where it's like we completely avoid recasting. Like, <laughs> yeah, we have to recast or not. Oh, <laughs> uh, even though it's spoilers. So like, uh, spoilers going ahead. If you haven't seen Color of Space, we're about to talk about them in depth. So spoilers ahead. Um, he's no more at the end of the movie. <laughs> he's he dies. Um, yeah. And, oh God, the the, the the whole third half of this movie is brutal. But anyway, the Color of Space is a movie that um. It's a movie. That's, there, we're done. Sure is. It sure is a movie. Uh, it follows a family in the middle of the woods. It's based off of uh, the Boston area, the Arkham area. Because it is cool that they like, actually like referenced Ar- Arkham University. Um, they it's have so on my spine. Yeah, when they said Arkham. I was like, holy shit, this when, is amazing. That was yeah. the moment I knew I was going to read the book. Right. Yeah. So they <laughs> they reference Arkham, Arkham Arkham University, which is a Lovecraftian 
landmark. It is um, a place in most Lovecraftian stories. It is a place that researches, and it's just the university. Um, so it follows a main character, Ward, who is sent as like a person who just like studies nature and making sure the water is not poisoned. Um, he goes into the middle of the woods to meet this family to check on their water supply, and um, that we run into a pretty normal family. Like they. There's a teenage daughter who's arguing with the parents. Um, there's some tension between everyone there. Um, Tommy Chong is in it. <laughs> from Cheech yeah, and Chong. For some reason. Well, she's also <laughs> great in it. Um, he's yeah, also I, there. talking shit, but no. I, that was the first thing I did when I saw it. I was like, wait, what? It was, yeah. <laughs> living out in the woods on this guy's land? Yeah. He just like, he's our squatter. I was like, he's your what? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So we yeah. have... Our, our main character is Ward, so it's we pretty much follow his like well the story jumps between him and the family, but um we get a pretty normal situation. Um one night a meteorite meteorite asteroid something it's not either of those actually something falls out of the sky, lands on the property, it glows this purplish color. Um and everyone's like, Oh, that's weird. Um and <laughs> then in true Aldrich horror fashion, shit gets real real quick. Um the mother cutting off, cutting carrots, cuts her fingers off while doing that. That scene is very disturbing and very intense. There's a bunch yeah. of llamas. We get a lot of body horror in this movie. The llamas merge together to make this huge mass of grotesque creature. It is disturbing. Um, a strange purple mantis appears. <laughs> um, and things just <laughs> yeah. start getting weird. Things are Think- awesome. Things they, are great for this family. Yeah. Like, in kind of both stories, it's like, they're, yeah, it's weird. Okay, this thing fucking landed here. Like, mm-hmm. and yes, she does eventually cut her fingers off, but like in the interim, um, their plants are growing really well. Yep. You know, their tomatoes are like enormous. Mm-hmm. Now nah, they taste like shit. Uh, oh, they're awful. <laughs> but but like their ground is really fertile and then mm-hmm. uh things just uh then it just spirals kind of, out of control. Yeah, it just they take a turn. Um where um, they find out whatever the the color out of space it is called that because in the story it's described as an indescribable color. They use the color purple here, which I think was actually a really good move. I think like you can't show an indescribable color on screen because it's impossible. It literally can't happen. Um, yeah. So I think the color purple, this very vibrant, very bright purple, was a good choice for that. Um, mm-hmm. It also makes the movie visually stunning. Um, but anyway, um, the, the the family is like splits up because the mother cut her fingers off. Uh, Nicholas Cage goes, takes her to the hospital. Uh, shit keeps getting weirder. The youngest kid, of course, because it's a horror movie, the youngest kid is doing the creepiest shit. Um, <laughs> so weird. That kid's so fucking weird. Yeah. Um, then uh, there's some miscommunications. They're trying to call each other. They're getting, like, yelled at voices. Very One thing the movie does is really good at, which Eldrick movie, horror movies have to be good at, is they don't explain what's going on. Just shit's yeah. happening. It's not like, oh, the meteorite's messing with the radio. It's just like, nah, shit's happening. <laughs> shit's yeah. weird. Which um, is one of my like favorite ways to kind of portray horror. I was going to talk about yeah. this earlier, but like, I really love it when uh, the movie just doesn't show the monster. I'm a big fan of that. I think, um, or they show it like for a second in the end yeah. if they have to. Yeah, I think horror movies. I I have a theory, and I think it, a lot of people have this theory. Um, 
the more a movie, uh, the more a creature is on screen in a horror movie, the less suspense there is, the less horror there is. Correct. Like, the think Alien. Yeah. True. The immediate exception that comes to my mind for a movie that showed a monster really, really early, but held its held its gusto is a yeah. quiet place. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of like the nature of what happens, right? The yeah. gravity of the situation. I agree with that. But, and I think slasher films are kind of an exception, like sure. seeing Jason and, sure, and Freddy sure. and all but, those uh, guys. In this case, I think that they did a really nice job of uh, really like immersing you and also mm-hmm. not telling you anything at all. <laughs> Giving right. you no answers, really. It's just letting it kind of play out. Yeah. Um. Eventually, some other key points. Um. The mother and the child fuse into one of the most disturbing creatures I have ever seen on any film. That part is so fucked up. Um. They fuse into this kind of body horror creature that it just cries out in pain for the entirety that it is on the screen. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. It's a combination of both of their voices. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like distorted in a combination with like those weird Eldrick sounds. And it's, mm-hmm. she, they like only, the only like things that you can really hear them say are people's names. So it's like real weird because you also know other people's names. So you know what they're saying. And it's just like, I, I don't know. It was pretty unnerving. But yeah. yeah, they were like cradled together and they got, zip zop together and then it was, oh, suddenly terrifying. she was it was like a, he was her backpack yeah it was it's so grotesque i i like i i would equate it to the fly with um gold yeah Boom. yeah it's pretty gnarly however i will say the just sorry to keep bringing it back and if you're no. not wanting spoilers on the book sorry about that too but yeah uh, no this is it, it, we're talking spoilers people you're still uh, here sorry in the book, it's described that his wife crawls around on all four on mm-hmm. all fours, and uh, they don't get fused together in the book. But in the movie, they absolutely get fused together, and she's still like just she's yeah. like it's like his legs and her like their appendages like fused together and made them longer, and she crawls around on all fours. And it, I thought it was just I thought this movie was like a masterful interpretation mm-hmm. of the words of the book, just in a modernized way. Agreed. Agreed. And, um, weighed, and I think they modernized it so that it'd be more palatable for people, but they also removed modern things like the cell phones were never working. The right. Phones never Which is working. a big problem with horror. <laughs> right. If you have and, cell phones, cell phones make horror complicated. They got rid and, of them. Good job. Yeah, I, that was good. True that. And in the book, uh, Nyam, Nyman, the, the main character in the yeah. book, uh, the farmer, was always just kind of like staring at the wall and in this it was like they had a tv he was staring at the tv never working and it was always Mm -hmm. showing like distorted images i love that they modernized it without modernizing it no they did i think they the translation is really good i i think um and they they, in parts they actually use the text from lovecraft don't they like the the the, like uh yeah so which is really cool and you can tell it, it is like a big like it's in your face when that happens, but it also feels right. Like Ward's, I think, final monologue. Um, so in, in the end, the family's all dead. They all die. Yeah, Ward is the only one who survives. And his closing monologue, I believe, yeah. are both pulled straight from the story. In uh, when Chong, uh, Tommy Chong's character dies, I'm pretty sure when he's speaking mm-hmm. through the radio in that really weird Eldritch voice, that is also from the story. Um, yeah. but Ward is the only one who survives. We get a cool monologue about. Only a few people remember what happened, but there's something in the ground, something in the water. Um, the last half of the movie is pretty much just your 
I want to say traditional horror, but not really. Um, things keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse. There is no, no one wins in this movie, which no one no. should ever win in an Eldrick film. Like no. there is no winning against Eldrick horror. That is the thing. Um, There's even if you breaks, there is no breaks. You get you, once you start going, you get going. And the visuals in the second half of the movie are fantastic, fucking spectacular. I love that they made it so vibrant and so psychedelic and so trippy. Yeah. They did a really good job. Very well done. Um I think yeah, I mean honestly, I think I, I there's not much I can say bad about this movie because I can't think of anything that I didn't like about it. Yeah, no, I mean especially after reading the source material yeah. And having something to sort of compare it to, I, I really think they just absolutely fucking knocked it out of the park. There are, like, some subtle differences, um, but, you know, nothing that affects the story. And I really think that uh, it is just really well done. And I like that the end of this, there it is still, it provides this lingering, unnerving feeling. Yeah. Because ultimately, all of this land in both stories, the book and the movie, ultimately was meant to be filled with water and turn into a reservoir for the ne- neighboring town. Yep. And uh, um, it's like, they're still doing that at the end. It's like, but why? Why in the both f- stories, it gets finished. <laughs> it's like, why? Water, and that water supplies water to everybody. And Ward is like the only person that knows this. And well, not the only person, like all the other people experienced the, the strange times or whatever, but he's the one that's just like saw the shit firsthand and was like, damn, yeah, fill it with water anyway. He's like, I'm glad you buried that shit, but I'm yeah. never drinking the water here. And then he just fucking pieces out. Dude, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's cool that he survived, but I like that there's that. Yeah. It's just never over. It's just never over. That's the thing. It's the same with the Call of Cthulhu uh, tabletop role-playing game, which I really like about it, is, like, you you go into playing those games knowing you're not going to win. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's no It's the beauty of Aldrich Horror. And, and... It's a primal force. You lose. It's... Same with, like, the tabletop, like, the board game, um, Aldrich Horrors. You just... That game, you... I never beat it. You just lose. Yeah. Um, I like that Lovecraft... And, and the film both like leave you kind of wondering about well i mean at least they left me wondering about the people of arkham you know right. i want to i want to know the follow-up story and i think that's the the glorious thing about the the cthulhu mythos is it allowed people to kind of expand on that yeah absolutely so i would love to see if somewhere out there was a story that was that branched off directly from this like the water that seeped into arkham what happened to arkham Absolutely right, absolutely. But I also kind of like that about Ultra Core is that we don't get the answers. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's no, like it's both way. Like I would love to hear more, but like exactly. I just love that it it allows my mind to sort of explore that avenue. Yeah. Um. So before we get into creating our own, do you, I want to talk about Richard Stanley, the director, a bit? Um. Okay. Have you ever? He's, he's made a couple things. He's mostly a writer. Um. The only thing I've really seen from him, other than Call Out of Space, was Hardware. From the 90s. He wrote that and directed it, I'm pretty sure. It is this film that is kind of like a cult classic where a cyborg comes alive and starts killing a bunch of people. I don't know. Have you okay. ever seen it? Uh, no, but he was also a writer on the island of Dr. Moreau. Which is yes, he was. That I've never seen, but I've heard a ton of good things about. Yeah. Um, one thing about uh, hardware is Iggy Pops in it. So. Okay. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, and Lemmy from um, Motorhead. Oh, cool. 
So it's it's a cool it's a it's a cool classic, like I said. Um, but like he kind of like he he's made a lot of low budget movies, which kind of goes back to my point last episode that horror is really done well when you have a low budget and you're working with indie directors. Yeah, I, and I think and this I, proves it. Credit to you know and any indie director really that just you know I feel like you, you they, they just they put their all into it. Yeah. And, and it's it's a passion project more than anything exactly and when you have constraints like that like i could talk about horror movies and like the beauty of them being lower budget and like how constraints make them better um you you can get really concise stories and really you the things that are important are more important because you can throw your money into them i I just think it's a great film um so Due to an Eldrick anomaly, no one has voted in our polls. So let's roll some dice. Oh. Let's do what we're good at. Yeah, I'm, I'm blaming on the color of the space, blowing the radio. That's why. Yeah. yeah our, our, all the millions of viewers right now are just trying to vote. Uh, everyone who's watching this in the future, uh, obviously we have a million. Yeah, we, obviously we've overloaded the servers. Everyone watching in the future, listening in the future. The, when we say we have an audience, it's really millions of people. It's crazy, actually. Uh, so let's yeah. roll some dice figuring this out. Uh, yeah. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. Do you wanna roll dice? What yeah, do you, do you wanna roll a well a D four and a D three? A D three isn't a thing, but um let me oh, just go. Wait. I have like my actual oh shit. I have my uh, dice. Yeah, go for it. Can you roll a D four and then a I mean yeah, roll a D ten and then roll a D four and we just won't count the four. Okay. Now we're playing See, for those who didn't know, we are also incredibly big tabletop role playing nerds. So, all right, I got an eight and a four. Eight, all right, well, re roll a four. Fuck. I got a one. Eight and a one. <laughs> okay. A Western remake of Color Out of Space. <laughs> Right. I kind of love it. Though. I love it. I love it. I this is sweet. All right. So for those who are new here, it is only our second episode. Uh, the last part of this, our podcast, is kind of like the main idea. We like when we created this was uh, Shane and I like to come up with ideas for prequels and sequels and remakes of movies. Uh, so with the help of the audience, other than they've all been abducted by Cthulhu this time, um, <laughs> you guys can vote on what genre type of movie you want us to make. And if it's a remake, sequel, or prequel of the movie of the week. So this week we are going to have to come up with a Western remake of The Color Out of Space. And I think that j- those two genres actually work really well together. Yeah, this is so easy. You take this exact same story yeah. and and you put it in Paradise, Texas from Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> is, per- is Tremors technically a Western? <laughs> uh, no, but it's just, I think it's the perfect landscape. Right. It's like a little podunk town in the middle of the desert, nearby like some mountains and stuff, big open skies at night, you know, and I just think that's like the perfect place for a Western shootout. I'm sure that, you know... You could just use that classic backlot Hollywood set of a Western, but why? Yeah. Go to Texas, find a house with a well, yeah. and just film it there and put, you know, Nicolas Cage in a cowboy outfit, and the rest of it just writes itself. To even go off of that more, I, I'm looking, no one's really done a Western Eldritch Horror. That would be such a good idea. Like, yeah. 
interesting. We talked about in the beginning, what you need to make an Eldritch Horror is isolation, people doing normal things, and then something bizarre happening. So easy in this situation. You have some cattle people. I've got... Cattle <laughs> you got, people. got some ranchers. You got some ranchers trying to get their cows across the Utah desert. Oh shit. And the cows start... <laughs> Blowing up or something, or like you instead of the like alpacas, llamas, you get this. Like, I would love, like, there's been a couple of um horror westerns that have come out kind of in the last 10 years, like a uh, Bonehawk, Bone something, Tom Bone Tomahawk. Did you ever see that? That was, I don't think so. it's like a western horror movie, it's more based in kind of um real life, but it is pretty scary uh the revenant i guess i would kind of count it as a horror movie it's horrifying it's terrifying <laughs> um like but there there's this thing here i mean even if we wanted to really go into the western at okay okay i had an oh, idea i want to watch this holy shit yeah um, tomahawk sounds great yeah it's terrifying yeah um i love kurt russell talk about the thing dude again. kurt russell could put a <laughs> put kurt russell anything i'll watch it he's uh yeah um He's like Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. um, so I just had an idea. So Western movies, um, if we're talking traditional Western, like spaghetti Western, which uh, ready for fun, fun, fun movie packs with Zach. Do you know why they were called uh, spaghetti Westerns? No. It's because uh, most of the Westerns directed uh, in the peak of Westerns, like 30s, 40s, 50s, were create directed all by Italian directors. Okay. I did know that. Yeah. That's why they're called but spaghetti Westerns. Up. I mean, yeah, it is. <laughs> but that's why they're called spaghetti westerns. Um, it's a fact that I've known for a very long time. But like, yeah, a lot because Italian directors were really big in like the mid uh, like yeah. 1950s and stuff. They're, they, I mean, Italian. If we want to talk about really good horror, Italian horror around that time period is so good. I almost did an Italian finger kisses, but I feel like that would have been bad. <laughs> Chef's finger kisses. Um, but yeah, yeah you know I learned that that there was a lot of Italian directors in the 40s and 50s. Uh. L.A. Noir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's your facts. That's why they're spaghetti westerns. Um, if we're doing spaghetti westerns, it would be kind of like you could have your whole the whole trope of defending the Magnificent Seven, defending the oh, yeah. homestead from bandits. But like, it's not bandits. It's something strange in the well. People are going crazy. Um, but I just had an idea. What if you took kind of reimagine a historical event specifically the donner party okay you know though that's when the cannibalism happened yeah 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 <laughs> but make that oh, into an eldritch horror i think it's oh, like the titanic it's been long enough we can make a horror movie about it yeah, um, yeah no, for sure it happened years <laughs> ago yeah but like it'd be in like uh, there's this also there's so, kind of going off that tangent, like, there's the Donner Party, then there's Dialtov Pass in Russia that had something similar, but, like, that actually seems eldritch. Like, a bunch of people were found dead in the um, Siberian wilderness, except they were, like, ripped in kind of, like, some of them were, like, ripped apart, and they had radiation poisoning in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> like, in the middle of, like, Siberia. <laughs> It is it is a crazy th people talk about like the uh, cryptid community and kind of like that more like oh supernatural um yeah. community talk about a lot. It's a really interesting, but it would be really cool to do is like 
the Donner Party, but make it Eldric Horror, make it the Colorado Space. Maybe that's why they all went crazy and ate each other, other than, I mean, just they, other than going the wrong fucking way like they did. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry if you were in the Donner Party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You made, some, you made some mistakes along the way. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, I think western eldritch horror needs to be a thing like yeah isolation people not going going on you can even do it like really early like late 1800s or early yeah late 1800s or even like mid 1800s um when people kind of were just going to places they didn't know yeah Uh, i mean not to bring it back to this but i mean tremors is i mean tremors is way like yeah it, it encapsulates all those things you have the isolation you have this like mundane community of people mm-hmm. just doing average shit and then something insane happens is tremors an eldrick horror movie <laughs> did we I just figure know. that out we just cracked the fucking i think we did i mean according to our list we made isolation <laughs> normal family something crazy happens that's tremors <laughs> i'm just googling i don't think yeah, like Probably like a, oh shit, maybe. Dude, I think it, it is. I it think seems as though <laughs> through I, I have found on the Eldrick Horror Wiki via fandom that uh, nice. there are these things called the Burrowers Beneath. Oh, there's actually um, there's a going back to talk about role playing games when we played um, when I ran that Call of Cthulhu uh one shot one of the scenarios the one i didn't pick was actually going into a town and being a bunch of like worm people underneath the ground that were stealing people wow that's just tremors yeah <laughs> tremors is Eldritch horror we broke the code everyone we've done it <laughs> we've done it ladies and gentlemen we got them we did it we we <laughs> set out tremors is Eldritch horror so i don't know what you're gonna do with that information <laughs> and confirm we're bringing it back hashtag yeah. tremors is Eldritch horror Dude, I think I might, I might, I've been trying, I've been thinking of, like, doing some more screenwriting lately, because I haven't really wrote anything in a bit. I think it would be a cool exercise to write an Eldritch Horror Western. That'd I be, think that would be amazing. It has a lot of potential. I think, and if we're doing Colorado Space, like, Colorado Space is a Western. Boom, easy. You, like yeah, you said, that's... we just need, you just need a well. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. You need a well and a meteorite, and you pretty much crack the code. Um because it's, even in the story, like the local townspeople didn't give a shit. The government didn't give a shit. They had other things. Yeah. Going. And um, I mean, to go off of that, if we are doing like the Western, if we're doing like Texas or like Utah or maybe like Southern California or something like that, maybe like the reservoir has to be created because there's not too much water yeah. to kind of like add on to that. And like, you could even make the entire town have to deal with it. And like the ending of the Colorado space Western style is like everyone in the town is dead. Um, people will come by and just like, Oh, sweet water. Man. Boom. Yeah. The town, the sheriff just, we have to, we had got to open the dam and they open the dam, flood the reservoir. (laughs) Yeah. I just, (laughs) I I think there's something there. I think, um, you could do a lot of Lovecraftian stories in the West. So I, I completely I, agree. Yeah, I think so too. Mountains of madness, but not in the fucking Arctic. <laughs> Just in the middle of Utah. In the middle of Utah. Wow, like Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
there uh so there's only Salt Lake City is Arkham. Oh god. <laughs> the Mormons are onto something. Um there's only really one other uh, like Lovecraftian movie that I like more than this. I want to say as we're wrapping that up and that is Reanimator, but even now I'm thinking like Reanimator in the West would be kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, I'm one of those shameful Lovecraftian film fans that hasn't yet to seen Reanimator. Oh, it's it's one of my favorite horror movies. It's good. Always been on Netflix, and I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, that's good. I I've seen it live, not like live. You can't see movies live, (laughs) but I've seen it in like midnight showings a couple of times. It's probably one of my favorite horror movies. It's so good. Um. But I think that's it. Do we have anything else to say on Colorado Wind or our rewrite of Colorado Wind Western style? If, if it's a remake, just what? Say that again. Colorado Wind. What did I say? Oh my god! I'm, I'm sorry. I'm color out of space. Colorado Wind would also work too. <laughs> that probably would it be called if it. Yeah, it would be color out of wind. It would be color or the color of, of the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Space didn't have a name in eighteen. Yeah, it was just a whole the wind. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I think that would be a sweet movie. I yeah, I think we nailed it. Um, yeah, we're great, we're fantastic, we're the <laughs> best, everyone. That's why you listen to us. Um, oh, there's one last thing I want to say before we wrap this episode. I wanted to say it earlier in the beginning of the episode, but I'm an idiot and I forgot, and we didn't talk about Wandavision. Uh, we talked a little bit about. We it. did, we did, but I so I have a conspiracy. This is not about color out of space anymore, everyone. This is going back. Okay. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Said that there is a I fucking people have seen know the Mandalorian spoiler at their at what? this point. What? People know the Mandalorian spoiler at this point of that Luke Skywalker appears, right? Well, they do now. Jeez. It's been um, a couple months. Holy you... shit, my chat's blowing up. Those yeah, spoilers! Those spoilers! <laughs> Come at me, I'll fight you, I don't know. Fight me, nerds. Um, But anyway, Elizabeth Olsen said there is that level of appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In WandaVision. People are saying Reed Richards. People are saying um, Doctor Strange. Magneto. 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 But I... He's got a big magnetic net. Watch out! I'm calling it now. Everyone clip this. So when I'm right, everyone can point to me being the right person. Um, so pretty much, conf- God, WandaVision's spoilers going forward. Anyone listening to this or watching this, close your ears for like 10 minutes. Well, yeah, 10 minutes, like five minutes. But um, in five seconds, I want to spoil the last episode. So five, four, three, two, one. At the end of WandaVision, the last episode, we get Agatha Harkness. It was Agnes all along, which is the greatest bop of all time. The title, <laughs> which is a great bop. But we get Agatha Harkness, which I mean... It's pretty much been guessed since the beginning that Agnes has been yeah. behind the entire thing. It's they they foreshadow it really easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get some books in her cellar that look very devilish. Um, and there's one book I can't remember what it's called, but it's also popped up in Agents of Shield. Oh. Um, it's pretty much. I'm still going off that Mesafito's Mesfito is still involved. Mephisto? Mes, mes yeah, How do you say it? I've never. Mephisto? I've only. Mephisto. I've only ever read it. Mephisto? So, dude, I'm, I'm stuck in a... <laughs> How do you say it? Mephisto. Mephisto. The, the, the Satan, the MC... Okay. So the MCU... Six one six. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we pretty much... I'm still going off that he's in it. Um, 
I yeah, that's been like a working theory in my mind since yeah. uh, for a while. I thought for a while that uh, um, what's his name? Nightmare. Uh, Quicksilver was gonna be was like I thought it was a red herring, and it was actually Mephisto. And then it, at that episode, I was like, hey, I think it's actually probably Agnes. Yeah. But I was like, hey, that's probably true. So yeah. So anyway, we get um. Quicksilver from also the X-Men universe. We still don't know his place if he got pulled in from another multiverse. Um, but you are now, we are now in a part where there's a conflict with Mesfito. How do you say this? Despacito. Oh my God. I am Mephisto. It's Mephisto. Mephisto. I don't know why I can't say that. Mephisto. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking to you. I can't say it. It's one of those names I can't say. It's uh, like your mom. Ma. Fist. Fist. Ma fist. Oh. I'm just calling it MCU Satan. Oh. Anyway, MCU Satan. Um, <laughs> there's one person who's already... Uh, so we already get, like, people coming in from the Fox network and stuff and X-Men and stuff. Um, And we still have this crazy, crazy crossover that's supposed to be happening. Um, There is one person who has fought or goes out of his way to bring the MCU Satan. Hell. He is the spirit of vengeance. I'm calling it Nicolas Cage appears as Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah, right. I <laughs> hope so. Dude, I I'm hope fu- you're right. Dude, we get a Quicksilver pulled in. Fucking, I'm just picturing it like last episode of WandaVision. Oh, like, there's a fight. There's going on. And Wanda's like reaching out. And like the one person who knows how to fucking get in, like, just do it. And he's like... How the hell did I get here? You just hear like... <laughs> <laughs> fucking Nicolas Cage walks in. Ghost Rider. Boom, Ghost Rider's an MCU. Oh my God. You're hearing it first here. That's my call. We're doing... That's... Uh, clip it. Everybody <laughs> clip it. Don't cut me not being able to say that name right. Mephosito. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, God, I'd be so... I'd be... First of all, I think I'm the only... I looked it up. I would be the only one to call that. <laughs> I don't Probably, <laughs> I think so. Um, I will say though, last note on WandaVision, you and I were getting real hyped about this astrophysicist, and I had no fucking idea who. Dude, it was. everyone's so disappointed in that. I mean, I kind of blame the director for that for putting such <laughs> emphasis on like, oh, I have this friend, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, camera, and then it's like, <laughs> hello. hello? Who the fuck are you? You're just some random person. No, you're not even in the comics. Like what? Yeah, I don't know you. Thank goodness you had this thing. Yeah, I people. That was the moment that I knew that anything that she says, she's full of shit. But she's still yeah. probably like the best character in the show. <laughs> not yeah. actually the best character, but I do really like her. She came her... in in the beginning, and I was yeah. like, "Who is this lady?" And then I put the pieces together, and I was like, "Okay, whatever." And then like the last two or three episodes, I've really did she get her all into it she has her powers now we're talking about yeah. the same person yeah spectrum yeah. her powers are sweet yeah she's pretty cool she's cool i mean and someone said on twitter it's like no one's freak like not enough people are freaking out that we possibly just got a new avenger which That's is like true. like spectrum or photon she goes like a lot of superhero names in the comics but like she's very powerful she can control energy so she's strong um, we're gonna we're gonna see her fight next couple episodes. Will be cool. But anyway, that's 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 this episode. Um, we gotta go play some Portal Two. Uh, let's do some plugs and then get the hell out of here, Shane. Let the people know. Let the millions of people watching know. Let all the millions of people know.
Uh, yeah, so this is weird, plugging my Twitch channel while streaming on my Twitch channel, but you can catch me here on my Twitch channel, or as it's more commonly known as, twitch.tv slash bringtheshame. Yeah. I'm here, often. My schedule is posted here and on Twitter. We'll see you around. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, same, just look under me right now, you'll see twitch.tv slash farm goat or if you're listening to this on a podcast it's in the description but if you're watching on the multi twitch right now the only thing you'll see under farm goat is is shane yeah (laughs) which you can just see that um you can also i have some youtube pages you can go to farm goat plays i am pretty much posting a video a day that was not on purpose but it's kind of happening so if you like a lot of content go to my youtube also this is where this podcast is gonna be so do that um farm goat says is also having some content coming out more which that's more of my professional youtube where i talk about movies in a more way where i'm not saying fuck every three words <laughs> <laughs> um which i'm actually making a video right now i'm writing it about how to do eldritch horror right using the color out of space um as a like building blocks as a outline so if you want to hear more about color out of space come check that out i'm also um, talking about Blade Runner and the uh, tabletop role-playing game called Thousand Year Old Vampire. Soon, those are all videos that are in pre-production right now. So, if you want to hear my thoughts on those, go check that out. Uh, Shane and I also have a, another podcast called Survival Check. You can find it anywhere podcasts can be found, except iTunes. Um, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, or if you just want to hear Shane and I and our friend Anderson and our friend Tevis talk about. The monsters of the Dungeons Dragons universe um, expect the same dumbness of this podcast, but I'm saying dumbness in a good way. We get really fucking. It's really, it's a really fun podcast. It's fun. We there's a lot of information, but it's also um, very fun. It is. It, it it's is a good time. A, it's enter. What do they call that? In, a, in edumain- edu, 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 infotainment it's, yeah it's that you get you learn a lot but you also get to hear our us stupidly say stupid shit for like about an hour on a monster the next step why you tune into my channel anyway right it's why you watch us i mean i'm not gonna pretend like we're you watch us for the education part of this <laughs> for our rocket science and shit yeah the last episode we put out was on carrion crawlers which are these large insects that eat corpses and it is a very funny episode um, i even got to use them in my campaign yeah so anyway, go check that out. Um, and yeah, that's, 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 that's it. That's, I, I forgot <laughs> to say the second part of it. That's, we'll do it live. that's it. Bye everyone. We'll be back next week. Uh, we're doing train to Busan. So if you want to watch along with us and, uh, contribute to the conversation, uh, watch train to Busan, come in, come watch us live at 10 PM oh my god my brain is working we are live at 6 p.m eastern on tuesdays my brain is fried come watch us for the first half of stream talk do this podcast then come watch the second half as we play some co-op game uh tonight we're playing portal 2 we'll probably be playing that next week too i don't know um if we beat it i don't know how long it is but um anyway yeah if you are listening to this in the future and you did enjoy this come watch us live you can um write in our chats your thoughts on the movie you can ask us questions on our your thought our thoughts on um, like popular media or like some news that popped up recently um like trailers and stuff um you can come in feel free to ask those questions we'll answer them uh we would i was absolutely love to hear your thoughts on the movies we're covering and also you can vote on what type of movie we have to create at the end should, it's a fun uh... time
We should keep a log so that everybody can keep up and watch what we watch. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I'm going to stop talking, get water, and then we're going to play video games. Uh, the, so next week, Train to Busan. Excited. It's a Korean zombie flick. Super good. And that's it. Bye, everybody. See ya. Thanks for coming along for the fun. My mouth is so dry. <laughs> <laughs>